Hi, this is Marissa Meyer. And this is Delaney. And this is Sloan. And you're listening to the Prince Kai Fan Pod. Okay, it's right. going. And then I'll hit start recording on here. Ooh, look at this little timer. Do you yeah, see this that? Is, yeah, it's cute. Wow. I made this full screen. I'm going to double check, though, that my full screen didn't cancel the other recording. <laughs> no, we're good. Okay. I just, I got so much anxiety with it. I don't know why. Welcome to another episode of the Prince Kai Fan Pod, a Marissa Meyer Book Club podcast where Captain is King, Marissa is Queen, and I am your host, Bethany Finger. This episode is brought to you by new Patreon members. I will explain that in a moment. And if you're wondering why there's anxiety, it's because I'm using a totally new platform today called Podcastle. And it's stressful to record on a new platform because you don't know what kind of audio content you're going to get. You don't know if everything's going to record properly. You don't know if your co-host can hear you. So Rachel, can you hear me? (laughs) I can hear you. We don't have to do sign language. Isn't that exciting? (laughs) I actually know a little sign language. It's one of those things that I've always wanted to learn, and I just <laughs> haven't done it yet. It's like Spanish. Like, I always wanted to yeah. learn Spanish, but, so my sister knows Spanish, so what she does, like she used to do, when I was, like, mentioning that I did want to learn Spanish at some point, she just randomly texts me in Spanish, as if that would just make me figure it out, but, like, half <laughs> of the time it was just her calling me trash, so I know that Bursora <laughs> means trash, and that's about all I know. <laughs> Um, so I have a Spanish app on my phone, and I'll listen to Spanish music, and I'll mm. play, like, TV shows, like Friends. I love Friends. I know it mm. very well, so I'll play it in Spanish so I can, like, hear and understand the words. Um, mm-hmm. But sign language, I just was, like, wanted to learn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been pushing myself to, like, actually take part in some of the things I want to learn. So I've been learning crochet recently. That's been my thing. <gasps> And I know you know I how crochet. to crochet. I know. Yeah, I remember. Last time you were working on like a blanket or something. Yeah, usually I'm crocheting while we're recording. Um, but I forgot it. It's in the living room. I was going to make pot holders. We heard of the Woobles kits? No. But I'm I'll show you. Google it. I'll show you. Woobles. I have one. Look at them. They're little. Oh my god, they're so cute. Yeah, I'm working on a dinosaur. I finished okay, I have made oh. dolls before. Like, I've made a Lala Loopsie doll. I've made stuff like that. I just yeah. didn't know it came in a kit. That's adorable. Yeah. They, like, send you everything. It's got, like, even, like, the polyfill, the eyeballs. You can oh, order it with a crochet it. hook. It, and they come pre-started. Like, the magic ring's already done for beginners. And then it has, like, step-by-step videos. So it's a nice way to, like, learn how to crochet for someone I like me it. who doesn't have anybody around them. But, no, like, my aunt... <laughs> does but she's in michigan so it's like harder for me to call her up and be like can you facetime really quick to show me how to do a single crochet stitch because i forgot you know yeah you can always call me up too true appreciate that (laughs) okay so first things first rachel do you want to actually like introduce yourself and tell people who you are and stuff. <laughs> sure. Hi. Since we're just like randomly, we went right into conversation and we skipped to that part. I feel like that was a great way to get everybody to know me. I have some hobbies. Um, I can do like my little standing thing. You know, like when you're in class the first day and they're like, stand up, say two things you're interested, four truths and a lie or something, you know? <laughs> two truths and a lie. I love yeah. it. Okay. Okay. Um, but I have the Barely Bookish podcast, which is... Um, where the barely does a lot of the legwork because I'm bookish, but barely. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, it's a classic like literature and modern classics podcast, so we discuss um, Pride and Prejudice and all the way to, like, modern classics. Well, I use modern classics loosely because I threw, like, Kindred and Interview with a Vampire in there um, because Those I wanted to read them. Classics. That's what I'm saying. Like, Anne Rice has yeah. her own universe. It's fine. Throw it right. in. You know? Harry Potter is like a modern classic, right? Because you know that in a hundred years it's still going to be considered a classic. Yeah, I try and be like pretty loose with it. Like anything that's like very popular, like I would consider Lord of the Rings a modern classic. Mm-hmm. I did Narnia well, you recently. Know, you know, um, I think you and I did one on Pride and Premeditated Murder, right? Well, we did a Patreon on it yes yes yeah because there's also sense and second degree murder and her new one is mm-hmm. called manslaughter park i know i have sense and, and second so degree murder for it yeah oh, I have, i'm so psyched for it i have to read mansfield park first because i haven't read it yet <laughs> she's really cool you could probably get her on an episode if you messaged her I've been thinking about it, but I've never done an interview, and I'm so nervous about it. Like, <laughs> I don't I know. Will, I will be your guide. I will be your guide. I'll, like, help you come up with questions and stuff. Oh, it's I super simple. That. Don't yeah. be intimidated. <laughs> I don't know. I just, like, that's, like, a, the next wave of this podcast that I need to do is, like, I've had people on who, like, I've had authors on before that um right. have done, like, retellings. Like, I had uh, Rebecca F. Kenny on, and she had a Peter Pan retelling. So I was like, come on, discuss Ooh. Peter Pan, and we'll talk about your book. Um, right. But I've never done like a strictly interview thing before. Well, you don't necessarily have to. You could do an episode on Manslaughter Park and then ask mm. her to talk about her new book. Yeah. Yeah, I could. Yeah. Or I can help you come up with interview questions. Okay. Uh, we'll we'll t- we'll talk about it later because I need to like that's <laughs> something I really need to do. Like I need to be better about putting myself out there a little bit. Right? And, it's hard, but you get um a little less intimidated by it the more you do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because now I'm just like, well, the worst they can say is no, but the best they can say is I'll be right there. Yeah, right? So, okay, so things. I have updates for people. So first of all, I have a few thank yous for new Patreon members. So thank you to Sydney, Sierra, Isla, Olivia, Quentin, I don't know if my husband counts, Audrey. <laughs> Natalie, Sumaya, Ruby, Sarah, Ruth, Lindsay, Randy, Morgan, and Jillian. Thank you for joining the new Patreon. I'm very excited about it. Let me explain. There's a new Patreon starting July 1st of this year, 2023. And basically, now there's more. So originally, the podcast Patreon was just like, you know, newsletters and discords and lots of notes and stuff. And now I also have like swag bags and gift boxes little presents that you'll get in the mail like stickers and bookmarks and um, a membership certificate award that's like a little prince guy fan pod stamp i'm really excited about it, it looks really cool oh, that's cute so you can go to the prince guy fan pod website and check it out go to patreon.com slash prince guy fan pod for more information or you can email me prince guy fan pod at gmail.com another update i'm having a- another contest So three and a half years ago, four years ago, we did a contest for a new logo. And I'm doing it again. Yeah, I saw some stuff on your Instagram about it. It's cute. Yeah, it's really exciting. So this is going to be for a new logo. As we finish the Lunar Chronicles, we're, you know, going to move into more Marissa Meyer content. Heartless, Renegades, Instant Karma, Gilded, all of that great stuff. So... 
I'm having a new logo contest there. If you go to the Prince Kai Fan Pod Instagram, you can get the rules and some of the information about what I'm looking for. Contest runs until September 1st, 2023. Because I know art takes time and energy and effort and creativity and a muse has to be on your shoulders. So I wanted to give people plenty of time to come up with whatever they wanted for design. So you have the next, you know, July. You have like three and a half months to figure it out. And... I've already gotten my first entry. Did you see it? I did see it. It was like magic. Like, like I just, yeah. oh, so the very first entry was absolutely is, I shouldn't say was, it is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's by one of our featured fan artists that we'll talk about actually later in this episode, the underscore ant artist on Instagram. It is beautiful. It has a picture of a book with a microphone, and then it has the wheel from Gilded. It has the hat and the heart from... Uh, Heartless, it has the seal from Instant Karma, it has the Renegade's helmet, it has an icon for each of the Lunar Chronicles, so there's the cyborg foot, a wolf, a computer screen with like the Windows logo, which was really cool, and an apple, and of course it's this beautiful, the coloring I think is one of my favorite parts, like Mm -hmm. she gave three different color entries, one is black and white, Um, one is a white background and the um, colors that she used are kind of like a purple night sky. And then the one that's my favorite is a black background and it's like, like teal and hot pink and um, like, what do you call it? Ombreant or whatever. When the colors go back and forth. Ombre. Like that. Ombre. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. beautiful. And it's, oh, so it's, I'm sorry because, she started it off with a bang, like, good luck, everyone. If that is the kind of logos I'm going to be evaluating over the next few months and picking a winner for, I have got my work cut out for me because mm-hmm. that thing is gorgeous. Yeah, the uh, bar is in the in the sky at this point. Well, the bar was already really high, I feel like, because our current logo, which was oh yeah, designed by Sunlit Tangles on Instagram, it's already very like beautiful and intricate and it's very mm-hmm. unique in its in its construction and I actually did reach out to Sunlit Tangles before I even started this and said like I'm thinking about doing another um, logo art contest so I really hope that you you know consider creating content again um, and mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to do that or not but I know that I've been very grateful to have our three years that we've had with this incredible logo and I'm excited the podcast is getting some major changes as we go forward it's a lot of work right now for me because I'm also switching from Podbean to um, a, a, a podcast host called Acast, which is hopefully going to save me some money. The Patreon just got a huge like uh, like facelift, <laughs> facelift upgrade kind of thing. Yeah, just lots lots of things are changing. Yeah. I, I feel that I just launched a second podcast and now I'm like, I forgot how all, you had to do all these things before you Yeah, when you started, it's like, I because my sisters and I have thought about it. My my two sisters mm-hmm. and I have thought about like doing a podcast where we just randomly cover st- stuff, like we'll do movies or books or TV shows or a song, mm-hmm. or whatever we feel like doing. Um, we also talked about doing a Charmed rewatch because there's three yeah. sisters and there's mm-hmm. three of us and we were obsessed with that show when we were younger. Um, yeah. But ch- the creators of Charmed have their own podcast. Like, mm. we're not going to compete with that. <laughs> the SEO is so. a little difficult there. But it is a lot of work to, like, 
I don't think people realize how much effort goes into recording and editing and posting and hosting and because the recording part is easy sitting here talking to you super easy super Mm -hmm. easy all the other stuff takes a lot of time and effort honestly my patreon I probably spend like 20 hours a week just doing my patreon let alone all the other podcast stuff so yeah yeah it's it's a lot and taking on a second one is like I mean, it's like getting a second job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like, to me, editing is the bane of my existence. Like, I'd yes. rather record all these. Like, I am. I might have to get a full-time job uh, to buy a house. You well, I do need to get a full-time job. That'll be my, I, my job. <laughs> my sibling, I was like, yo, you need money, right? You're a college student. You want to <laughs> learn how to edit a podcast? And they were like, hmm firm maybe so I might be like here you go money well, for you you have a firm yes if you want to pay me because <laughs> I already know what I'm doing okay I'll let you so. know because <laughs> I I don't think I'm gonna be able to handle editing a podcast with uh, I understand yeah no I always try to do it like when I'm doing other stuff like if I'm like I take notes for each episode so sometimes mm-hmm. if I have notes to type up or while I'm editing I'll I'll you know update the website um, I'll collect fan art. I'll fold laundry. <laughs> I do it a lot when cooking. Just sitting there, like highlighting, and 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 sometimes that does take like your full attention because otherwise you'll miss a curse word or a dog barking or somebody sneezed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and there have been a few that have skated past me when I wasn't paying enough attention. But it's really, it's. I think it takes me about twice the time length of an episode, maybe longer. Yeah. So. If you if you figure an episode is two hours long, then it probably takes me four to six hours to edit it. That's a lot yeah. of time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I usually do it to keep it like an hour and a half. Like no episode could be longer than an hour and a half, but that's never. I've I never try been to do like forty to an hour, but I yeah. have a couple episodes that go up to like an hour and a half. So just, but I also am weekly. So really yeah, I'm every, I switched it. I used to be weekly, and it was exhausting. Mm-hmm. So now I'm every other week, which is honestly much more. It's more manageable for me. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. Speaking so, uh, of manageable, we should do episode things. What are you currently reading? Uh, <laughs> I I'm reading a lot of stuff right now, actually. Okay. So I just. If anybody likes smut, um, I've been reading Twisted Love and Twisted Game. Okay, I I have to preface this. I have this. plenty of Patreon people who like smut, so. Okay, I have to away. preface this because I did this filter and it was like, who's your book boyfriend? And I'm like, I know all of the book boyfriends, obviously. Like, book content creator. I, I know them all. And it said Reese Larson. And I'm like, who the f*** is that? <laughs> who is it? I and don't know. It, well, he's like a like ex Navy SEAL uh, from Twisted Games, and I was like, okay, I'll I'll read the series. Like, obviously, this series is meant for me because you know it's there. Um, and it's like bordering. It's not quite. I would say it's a little bit of dark romance. It's more like I don't know. It's not quite there, but it could be. Like. The first one's, like, mafia-esque, but not fully, so I don't know how to describe it. This is my first, like, toe dip into darker (laughs) romance, so I, but I'm loving it. I'm loving it. So that's been the audiobook I've been going through, and I'm 
almost done with the second book, and it's lovely. Um, and then I'm also still reading Cherish. Yes, so. I can't believe you haven't finished Cherish yet. I, I literally know. had that playing at 2.5. I told my I told my siblings and my husband, mm-hmm. like, do not talk to me today unless you absolutely need to. Yeah. My house was cleaned from top to bottom. <laughs> I did all my grocery shopping. I did all my laundry. Because I was mm-hmm. like, I can't do anything but listen. Because there's no way I'm going to yeah. flip through the pages as fast as I could listen at 2.5. I know. That's the so. problem. It's, I don't have the audiobook. So, like... I only have the physical book. I wish Normally, I could share audiobooks the way I we know. can share physical books, because I would just throw you my audiobook right and like, then finish tell it. You, like two point five, call me tomorrow. Like, because mm-hmm. I would like I get through audiobooks so fast because I normally yeah. take them when I go for walks or I work out yes. or whatever. So now I've just been whenever I go for a walk. I take Cherished with me, and I'm just reading it while I'm walking, which yeah. for some reason people take that as an invitation to scare me, which is fun. Like, randoms will just be like, hey, really loud. And I'm like, fist up. I'm like, what? <laughs> Why? I would start carrying a water gun, and then just anytime mm-hmm. they do it, right in the face. Yeah. Just... It's happened to me multiple times, which I feel walking? like once was too many. Mine, like, I don't really live in a neighborhood, but, like, in the suburbia area that I live in. Okay. I was going to say, I do it sometimes. Like, I'll read when I'm on my treadmill, but I live mm-hmm. with my husband, so I would just be like, excuse you. <laughs> if he tried to do that to me while I was reading and walking, I'd be like, are you trying to make me hurt myself? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I used to, I like, and it's been raining, so I haven't been walking, but right. normally I just, like, carry it with me when I'm walking. Um, <laughs> but I usually do the audiobooks because I do, like, a lot of cooking and yeah. meal prepping, and then I can do the audiobooks while I'm doing that. But, yeah, I can't really read while I'm cooking, so that's been a challenge. That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So. So what else are you reading? Oh, I'm also getting through the Throne of Glass series because I read Akatar and I loved it. And then everyone's like, you need to read Throne of Glass before you read Crescent City. I still don't know why. However, working my way through it, I'm on book two. I've been, it took me like a um, full month to read book one. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Yeah. So I just got, well, I had to go to my parents' house because all of my books were at my parents' house and I had the, um, ebook was on script but they don't have the ebook anywhere else and it's an audible exclusive i am getting tired of that i know (laughs) i'm like i can't pay for another thing like i'm already paying for script i'm already paying for kindle unlimited like at some point barnes and noble is probably going to roll out a nobles only and then i'm gonna have to pay for that like only only. nobles i I don't know no i like it because it sounds like catalyst or something um only barnes i don't know oh no i like only nobles (laughs) Nobles only. Um, yeah. No, I feel the same way. Now, to be fair, Audible did a, a huge sale the other day, and I bought mm-hmm. quite a few books. Um, but I didn't technically pay for them. I have gift cards. Mm, I can't right. actually buy myself anything. I am living off of ramen noodles and self-control because I am not making money at my job. Um, I feel that. And my <laughs> so I had I got really lucky because um, for my birthday last year I got audible subscription for a year and then I had all these like audible credits that I was given as well and like audible gift cards and I just been kind of like holding on to them because I'm like well I get a free subscription like I get a free book well not a free but like I get one credit Mm -hmm. with every month so like I don't really need that I can just wait the 30 days but then they had a sale 
Mm. And you could get books for like $2 or $5 or $3. And I was like, okay, so now I'm going to use my gift cards. Yeah. So I bought like five, I brought like six or seven books actually. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. I feel like the whole thing I have an issue with Audible for is that it's not, like, scribbed where I can just kind of keep, like, banging them out. Like, I want to pay you monthly, and then you just let me listen to as many as I want, you know? Well, they have a catalog, a free catalog of books. Oh. I did not know that. I thought, like, you had to buy all of them, to be honest. You do, but there's also Audible Plus, which is a free catalog. So you can, Mm. it doesn't have everything, but there is some new stuff on there that I've listened to. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to, like, I, I told myself whenever I get another job, I will get treat myself to Audible for getting right? a job. So um, You know what I would do, though, is I would also look into, you, I know you said your library is not the best, but mm-hmm. um, a lot of libraries around the country, you can just get an e-card only mm. by just going to their website. Um, so, like, I use my mom's address, so I have mm-hmm. one in Arizona. And I used my parents' address, so I have one in Florida. And I used my address, so I have one here in Las Vegas. And I never deleted the one I had in Mississippi, so I have one at that address. So I have, I mean, like, four Audible, like, four Audible. I have, like, four library cards on my Libby Overdrive app. Because you can have hmm. as many library cards as you want. My cousin lives in Nashville, so I could just, like, See, there you go. Address. You and your cousin just happen to have the same name. This might, this is yep. probably like an ethics thing, right? But here's how I look at it. Fine. Here's how I look at it. My mom does not use her library card. Mm-hmm. Why can't I use it? Right? My parents don't use their library card. Why can't I use it? Like, yeah. you know? So that's how I look at it. But I'm sure Someone's there's Someone's paying the taxes involved. for it. There's, I, so. Right? Like, I'm sure there's some integrity line that I'm, like, dancing across. But it's whatever. <laughs> it's better than illegally downloading books. Yes. You know? I just have multiple libraries. That's not a big deal. Anyways. Um, what am I reading? Okay, so what I've been doing lately is just telling everybody what I read recently because I've been reading Mm -hmm. a lot in between episodes. And I don't actually remember the last thing that I said I was reading. So what I'm going to do instead is just, like, focus on content. So right now, I am obsessed with these, like, supernatural rom-coms. That are Mm -hmm. for, like, adults. So, basically, Mm -hmm. I think everyone 10, 15 years ago who was a teenager that loved, like, fantasy YA grew up. And authors are realizing that there's an entire market there that they haven't been tapping into. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I have read The Kiss Curse by Aaron Sterling and The X-Hex by Aaron Sterling and um, What the Hex by Jessica Clare and What You Gonna Do by... Uh, Avery Flynn, which I need to find the sequel for because there's more in that series. And I read um, Wolf Gone Wild by Juliet Cross, Don't Hex and Drive by Juliet Cross, Witches Get Stitches by Juliet Cross. See a pattern here. Um, and I'm currently <laughs> reading Always Practice Safe Hex by, so by Juliet good. Cross. <laughs> and my want to read is filled with more of these. So, um, yeah. And some of those were on script, so... If you feel like I actually a new have X-Hex. Do you? I own it. I saw okay. it and I was like, you're coming home with me. I haven't read it I yet. I love though. it. I love it. No, they're so good. I, I, I honestly am not a big fan of um, like smut. It makes me mm-hmm. like cringy for some reason. So I just skip that part. Um, yeah. 
so there are a few of them where like where I'm me and my brain is like we get it they did stuff let's go like people are dying I need to know what's going on in the next room like see I'm like the opposite like the second the second they like look in the eyes I'm like how many more pages do I have to go like <laughs> I I don't know I'm a mess you will love these books by now the ones by Juliet Cross are an audible exclusive so just ignore them but the rest I of suffer. them are really good. Just go to my Goodreads and follow me on Goodreads and you'll forever have content for what you should read because I read like 100 books a year. I I don't know what happened to me. I used to. I think it's honestly just like the fact that I've slowed down on my audiobooking because when I, I work. Mean, I, yeah, I read, right? But like I think a good half of them are audiobooks. But yeah. I um I honestly don't expose myself to a lot of other content like I'm either Mm. reading a book or listening to a book I do listen to podcasts in between but like I haven't listened to a podcast in like a month because I've been on an audiobook kick so next month I'll probably go back to a podcast kick I just go back and forth between the two um but then like I said I also listen at like two point speed so yeah oh I did recently finish fourth wing if you haven't read that yet I have not, but boy, is it all so over the, good. the book, Graham. <laughs> it's like my new favorite book. It's really, really? bad. Okay. Yeah. It's very popular. Like, I've never, I've never really had, like, a favorite book, and this just, like, skyrocketed to, like, favorite space. Um, my favorite book to ever exist is called Something Blue by Emily Giffen. I read it once a year. Um, it's a coming-of-age story for a woman who just turned 30. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yes, because it's usually a coming of age story where it's like a 16 year old saves the world, which obviously I adore based on my podcast. (laughs) But as someone who's 33, it's really nice to know that not everybody has it all together. (laughs) Yeah, I feel that. I I think I actually own that book. I got gifted a bunch of books that I haven't read yet. But uh, I I really hope that you read it someday because it's and then you can text me because it's beautiful. Okay. So all you and I do anyways is text each other about books and random podcast information. Yeah, we'll go like a month without messaging each other, and then out of the blue I'll be like, this chapter I just read, and I know you've read this. Because I remember I did that when I read uh, Ferris. I, yeah. out of the blue, texted you, and I was like, so, can we talk for a second? Because um, I have to talk. <laughs> like, I need to talk about this, and I need to mm-hmm. talk about it now. which was the whole reason I started my podcast so let's get back to that so let's talk about some fan art Friday this is from the aunt artist it is of uh, thorn cinder scarlet and wolf together in this particular scene it's chapter 39 so just to give some context this is when they were in Maha sector and they were hiding in the factory while Amory like attacked and everybody was holding cinder back so that she wouldn't run out and join the fray but I really love the the artwork, and I thought it was kind of perfect for today's chapter, because we're yeah. getting to reunions in these chapters. Yeah, thank God. You know, these books are stressful. Mm-hmm. So some of the things I really liked about this, I like, I like that the faces are unique, right? Um, I feel like oftentimes when it comes to reconstruction, 
Mm -hmm. uh, not reconstruction. When it comes to like math art production, it can be difficult to make unique noses and lips and cheeks and and chins. And um, I don't know how people do it, but this is beautifully done. Um, I love the hard look everybody has on their face. Like Scarlett's face is, she's got her eyes closed and scrunched up. Cinder looks on the verge of tears. Thorn and Wolf both look like they're trying to hold it together. And then I also love the simplicity. There's a lot of simple lines and shadows in this art that I think are, are quite lovely. Okay, that is beautiful. Yeah. I. Wow. Yeah. I just read that scene again for the first time, like a Did couple you? days ago. Yeah. Cause I was I was trying to do a reread before we recorded of the whole mm-hmm. book, because I. I was like, I remember everything that happened. And then I read the chapters. And I was like, I no longer remember everything that has happened. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I actually forgot everything that happened. Yeah. I kind of forgot that Wolf looks like a person. Um, I don't know why. Like, I always kind of forget that. Oh, because they put so much emphasis on his features being. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're saying. So I think it's kind of nice to actually see in fan art when he looks like a person. So I always forget yeah. that he actually is a human being. Yeah, he's just a regular mutant regular wolf dude. guy. Yeah. yeah. You know, like a normal half like wolf, Like a totally half person. normal person. This next one is from Roxy Joy. And it is a beautiful picture of Aiko way back when. And she's her beautiful, like... like the OG Iko that we got in the Mm -hmm. first book and I love the blue outlining trim I think that's a wonderful color tone I love that she's holding the cyborg foot and there's like wires hanging out of the foot again we have this kind of has the same vibe as the other one where it has like really clean lines really Mm -hmm. um, simple shadowing I love eyes when they do that with the like little robot like happy squints it gives me so much joy every time I see that. Like, um, you know that um, new Amazon tiny robot that they have? No, but I, I'm, you have my full attention. <laughs> so there's like this tiny robot pet you can get. It's like, a, I can't remember what it's called, but it can like tell you the weather and it like interacts with you and it makes like little happy sounds. And I, I love when little robots make happy sounds. It makes okay? little happy sounds. Yeah. And you can teach it to do kind of tricks, but it has like a box it plays with. And it can, like, pick up the box and stuff. And I, I don't know, I'm obsessed when they do that little, like, half crescent moon eye thing. I just think it's the cutest thing in the world. Like, it brings me great joy. It reminds me of Wally and Eva. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Which is Quentin's favorite, like, animated film. And he thinks it's the greatest love story ever told. So, I have, like, a, a... I kind of have a soft spot for them. I, I feel that. I mean, truly, is there any better love story? I don't know. Have you started playing Dreamlight Valley yet? No, should I? Uh, I Okay, I kind of stopped playing because there's, like, no real, like, morality kind of thing. But um, Okay, fair enough. It's It gets a little repetitive for me, and it kind of feels like there's, like, no progressing your world. Oh, but, um, that's why I don't like Seven Days to Die. That's fair. Yeah. Because I like, feel like I'm just constantly, like, collecting and killing zombies, but there's no, like, end game. 
Yeah, that's like how I'm I feel with this. collecting supplies and I'm killing zombies so that I don't die and so that I can take their supplies. But mm-hmm. I'm not, there's like no, this is how you win. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's it's okay, but there is, you can have Wally in your little town and he like plants, plants for you. And it's very cute. That's the reason I brought it up because it's adorable. But like, that is I, adorable. I prefer Stardew Valley over Dreamlight Valley, to Stardew be honest. Stardew Valley is so cute. Oh my God. I've never actually even gotten to like late game stuff with I still just like walk around the town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't think I've done anything except like plant and walk around the town because I but I've gone to the bar and like pretended to get a drink and like <laughs> I just got a husband in the game for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's a very adorable little game and I think it's mm-hmm. nice sometimes to have that simplicity. It's like when you're a grown up and you watch a Disney movie, it's like Mm-hmm. You know, it just, it, like, cleanses your soul somehow. Yeah. You're like, yeah. oh, yeah, this is joy. I forgot what this was like. Yeah. Thank you for it's reminding so long. me. <laughs> it's so long. Um, okay, so you can follow both of those artists on Instagram, and you can find more of their artwork on our website. Um, I did not post the chapter titles in time because, uh, Listeners may not know this. I actually got trapped at an airport for way too long last week, and it threw off my whole schedule. Our flight was delayed by, like, eight hours, and we were just sitting at this tiny little airport waiting and waiting and waiting, and it threw off everything in my schedule. So this episode is being recorded before I had enough time to post and pull the chapters on titles. So future Bethany is going to tell you the chapter titles. Thank you to Patreon voters for voting on chapter titles. Chapter 78 is Would've, Could've, Should've by Taylor Swift. Chapter 79 is One Day More by Lena Zarab. And Chapter 80 is Get Busy Living or Get Busy Dying. Do your part to save the scene and stop going to shows by Fallout Boy. Chapter 81. Last week we left off with Kai and Lavana. They had the coronation ceremony. Wolf was a full mutant in attendance. Cinder demanded that Lavana surrendered. Kai's involvement was revealed when they found his court screen at the scene of the crime. And Lavana leaves all the coronation guests behind as she headed to the palace gates. So that was the drama that we ended on last week. This week, we are in Cinder's perspective, and she is with her arm, little makeshift army. They just arrived at the palace in Artemisia. Strom is, like, her right-hand man reminding her of Wolf, but not, like, really being Wolf, so she kind of just has to be like, oh, right, I don't know what happened to him. Put that aside for later with everything else I don't have. Like, you have read Crave, so that thing Mm -hmm. that she does where she's like, I'm going to put that in a folder called I don't have time to deal with right now. Relatable, honestly. Like, yeah, that is one of my favorite things that she does. It's um, compartmentalizing, and it's my, it's like one of my favorite things because I feel like in books they're often like, I'll just have to deal with this later, and it's like I'm gonna put this in a folder called that I don't have time for right mm-hmm. now, and I think that that's so much better. She's worried about Wolf, but it's going in her folder. Basically, yeah. is what I'm trying to say. 
I mean, she really does not have time to deal with that. Like, I know, right. like, it's one of her, like, best friends. But at the same time, right. like, but she can't be thinking time, about it. She's got a whole galaxy on her shoulders, so she's kind of yeah. got to, like, prioritize. It says that, um, it says that, like, you know, Scarlet was obviously upset that Wolf had been captured and they were separated. But, like, I really wish I could have been a fly on the wall for that conversation. Ugh. Can you imagine uh, yeah. being Scarlet and seeing Cinder and being like, oh, thank God, you're okay. Wait, where's Wolf? And then Cinder has yeah. to be like, you know how you guys keep getting separated? <laughs> it happened again. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, listen, I just feel like specifically Scarlet and Wolf cannot catch a break. Like they get five minutes together and the book's like, all right, separate. <laughs> Get away you from know each what's other. What's so interesting is that the two of them have probably spent the least amount of page time mm-hmm. together, and they're mm-hmm. still like, "No, that's my girl. That's my guy." Like they are just yeah. in it to win it. Like that is a dedication, and it yeah. there's no like explorative explanation for it because if you think about it, like they were on a train, mm-hmm. right? So they had that. That was like a couple of days. Then they were in the ship. For like two weeks and then they were separated and then they were back with Maha for like two days and now they're separated mm-hmm. again so really the only like like large group of time that they've spent together is that two weeks that they were on the ship together that's it yeah that's it the rest of it they've been completely separated like I think that's why they might be my favorite couple because I feel <laughs> like they like love the hardest you know because they yeah. like they, no- they don't ever get real time together so like the second like wolf smells her he's like mine my girl get over <laughs> here like he i always imagine him as like you know that guy that like when like they go on a plane she like jumps into his arms and he's just like carrying her around that's how they are in my head that he's just like always <laughs> carrying her around i don't know why <laughs> but that's I, my I really mental like picture that analogy i think that's perfect yeah i love them they're my favorite they are my favorite. I was a big Cresswell fan, and I still am. Um, mm-hmm. But doing this, like, podcast and reread, I'm like, oh, Wolfled has my whole heart, you guys. Mm-hmm. Nothing will keep these two apart. Mm-mm. Not even the things that keep them apart. <laughs> so I want to talk about bottom of page 680. She has it, like, I like how organized everything is. Mm-hmm. Up until now, I've been kind of hard on Cinder for just randomly being like, we're going to kidnap the Emperor. We're going to storm the palace. Like, not really having, like, fully thought out and developed plans. But right now, mm-hmm. she has, like, everybody has an assignment. Mm-hmm. So, Iko is at her side. Scarlet is in a tunnel with another group of soldiers and civilians. Thorn and Cress are in the palace, she thinks. <laughs> Winter and Jason are making their way through the nearby sectors to get reinforcements. So, like, everybody has a place. Everybody knows mm-hmm. what they're doing. Everybody is ready to go as soon as she says, charge! Yeah. <laughs> I love how supportive Iko is. Like, mm-hmm. I love how supportive Iko is. She's Me too. We were just looking at that picture of, her, of baby Iko. Yeah. And she says she has come so far and she loves so much and so hard. And I love that, like, that part where she, and it's your quote, so I won't take it away from you, but where she's like, she doesn't say anything. She just mm-hmm. walks up to Cinder and, like, holds her hand. Yeah. Yeah. It's really beautiful. Like, oh, uh, I love that moment because 
Like, sometimes you just don't want to say anything. Like, you just don't have words. Sometimes the words don't really matter. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you going to say in that moment that would actually convey what was going on? Lavana is now the Empress of the Eastern Commonwealth. There's a couple of things here that, like, they're a little disconnected, but I think that's what makes them so great. Like, mm-hmm. Cinder is like, Lavana's Empress of the Commonwealth. Oh, that sunrise is really pretty. Oh, how come the servants aren't helping us? Well, I guess that makes sense. I wonder if this is a trap. Like, her brain is kind of going a mile a minute, but I, mm-hmm. I kind of appreciate that, too, because I feel like I'm one of those people where my brain is often thinking about multiple things at once. Mm-hmm. So then in this moment, I'm like, Cinder, I got you. I feel the I same get way. It. I get it. Yeah. I get you. I feel you. Me and you, were like, right on that same page. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Same but I mean, I also get it, though. Like, when you're going through this whole war thing, you're like, we're doing an uprising. Why are the servants not helping? Like, I could get her being like, yeah, come on, man. <laughs> like, I also get why they don't want to, though. One of the wolves muttered, servants. Looking closer, she saw that he was right. Dressed in simple clothing, eyes overflowing with fear. These were the lower classes who lived in the shadows of the White City and attended to the needs and whims of their masters. Cinder hoped some of them might be brave enough to fight. After all, now was the time to show it. But to her disappointment, most of the servants disappeared back into seclusion. She tried not to be resentful. No doubt they'd suffered from years of punishments and brainwashing. It occurred to her that this might be the first they'd heard of the insurgents at all. So a couple of things about that. One, there's probably some of them, yes, that have been kept blinded to what's going on. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with them or their families, or what they do, and Mm -hmm. Lavana has not exactly been parading the information around. Yeah. You know, people know about it because they are in the meetings, so they hear, like, the diplomats talking about it, or because they Mm -hmm. have access to net feed, which servants do not. So unless they overhear a conversation, they might not know that there is an insurgence going on. That's very true. Yeah. Um, Second of all, it's one of those things where it's hard to judge the servants in this scenario because mm-hmm. just like all the other sectors like they could have banded together and fought back but they didn't so you have to wonder why they didn't well the same mm-hmm. reason that the other sectors didn't Families. they didn't think they could win mm-hmm. and they knew what would happen if they didn't and they've been you know the other sectors have been dealing with the guards and the rules but they've been very far removed from the families and Lavana and her court Whereas mm-hmm. the servants have grown up there. And if what we saw the way Scarlet was treated is any indication of mm-hmm. of what that is like, or the servant that we saw from Winter's perspective, who had to repeatedly be assaulted by Amory for years until she finally just killed herself. Yeah. If that's any indication of the life that they live, mm-hmm. I would also be very frightened of what would happen if I broke the rules, because look what happens when you do a good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, and it, don't, aren't some of them missing their tongues? Or did I, like, misremember that? I think that's Hunger Games. Oh, I, maybe she threatened it at one point? Because I thought she, like, threatened it and it was actually happening, but I think, I'm, I'm probably wrong, I'm probably wrong. Yeah, I, I know in Hunger Games there's a couple of mute characters in the capital mm-hmm. who've lost their, their tongues so they can't speak. I think she threatened it to Kai in, like, the early chapters. And I think I confirmed it in my brain because, like, some of the servants 
he specifically says don't talk and i'm like oh my god she actually fell through with it but i think i just made A-box. that up. they're called it's um it's an a box is when they've had their tongue cut out mm-hmm. um but i think it's also easy to mix this with the hunger games because the capital of the hunger games and artemisia are extremely similar yeah yeah like extremely similar it, it which follows... is kind of a go-to in this type of like you know, dystopia, yeah. I think a lot of them have this kind of lavish lifestyle where, where you know, you're either lavishing it up or you're on the ground begging yeah. for scraps. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if some of them are, but I'm not sure we're given a ton of context that they are. Yeah. Yeah, I, pro- I might have just made it up in my head. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, all I'm saying is, like, they know there's consequences. Mm-hmm. So, like... They're obviously just living in fear for their entire life. It doesn't surprise me that they're not going to want to just risk oh, yeah. it for the biscuit. Revolt. Risk it for the biscuit. Nice. <laughs> it's my Midwestern no. dad energy. <laughs> I love it. No, I completely agree because, um, like I said, I'm not sure what the consequences for them specifically would be. Mm-hmm. We we saw this already in the sector. We, we saw in the sector that there were people were like, it's a trick or – you know, Levana's going to hear about this and we're all going to die. And then mm-hmm. Amory showed up and was like, I'm here to prove that, yes, Levana heard and you're all going to die. So, mm-hmm. you know, imagine that that's happening in all the sectors. Artemisia would, would have it hurt, would possibly have it the worst because mm-hmm. all of those other sectors, they have a couple of guards and they might have a thaumaturge or two. Mm-hmm. But the palace is thaumaturges, guards, Levana, the, the um, court all of the families, mm-hmm. like, it is run rampant by people with this gift who are trigger-happy and just yeah. hurt people for fun. Like, I mean, they might have suffered as much as anyone else or more, even if they have a full belly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't imagine the hellscape of not being able to control your own mind. Oh, my God. And your body. Yeah. Like, imagine Haunting. somebody... Somebody, like, forcing your body to do something. I'm like, I don't even like it when my foot falls asleep. Like, Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. So, anyways, um, the gates start to open as soon as they start to approach. And Cinder wonders if it's a trap, which obviously. But yeah. I want to talk about something from page 683 that I really liked. Not everyone who had joined them had come from LW12. Some had come on faith. Because of a couple videos and a promise that their true queen had returned, some had been encouraged by the messenger Cinder had sent. Some, she hoped, were still coming. I really appreciate that Cinder doesn't necessarily know why everyone is following her. She just knows that they are. And Mm -hmm. she knows it could be because of her speech. It could be because they're ready for a change. It could be because she's the true queen. It could be that they got caught up in what was going on. But I like that um, I, I like that she has that moment of clarity to herself because I feel like when you're in this type of position where everyone is following you, you kind of want to know why. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I feel like that also, like, calls back to when she first watches the her own speech and she's sitting in that moment, like, yeah. trying to figure out how people react, you know? Yeah. Before Levana can get there, Cinder reaches out her gift. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen the last Twilight film? Yeah. 
Okay, so when Kristen Stewart's character, when Bella is, like, reaching out her shield to cover everybody, mm-hmm. that's how I picture Cinder's, like, gift. It, like, just, it's like this giant, um, like, transparent bubble. Balloon? That, yeah, a bubble. That, like, yeah. encapsulate, and everyone inside the balloon bubble is safe. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like it. it. <laughs> I've recently been watching Clone Wars. Have you watched that one? Okay. Yeah, they have, like, a whole bubble technology thing, so I was imagining, like, that, where, like, some people can pass through, some can't. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So, Cinder protects all the people so that they can't be controlled by the Thamas. There are some strong lunar people in her um, accompaniment, like, the civilians that she's picked up. Some of them are really strong with their gifts, so they're going to help her as well to anyone that she can't reach with her gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, if Levana doesn't surrender, then they're going to take the palace by force. Shocker. She doesn't surrender. So the palace door is open, and there's a wolf mutant at the door, and somebody pulls Cinder aside to protect her. Levana and Amory step out, and so if it weren't for Cinder's cyborg protector, lie detector not working, she would wonder if this was Wolf because when she fell into the lake, she lost the ability to see through glamours. Her lie detector no longer works, but it's Wolf that's standing at the front. It's Wolf is the mutant that's standing in the doorway when the gates open. Yeah. It's kind of terrifying because we just had like three paragraphs ago where she's like, oh, I wonder what happened to Wolf. It's like, here he is. I found him. I was so stressed out the first time I read this chapter with all of that with Wolf. I I was like, no, this can't be happening. No, this is not possible. Absolutely not. <laughs> like, oh, so stressed. Oh, that is so stressful. The chapter ends with Lavana being like, ha ha, you can't take. And then Winter and Jason have reinforcements coming. And Cinder is like, all right, last chance, bitch. And Lavana is like, bring it. And Cinder's like, drop, she just does the mic drop, and then bam, everybody starts the war, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) That's the end of the chapter. Let's talk about song titles. So mine was My Songs Know What You Did in the Dark, Light Em Up by Fall Out Boy. Mm, First of all, Fall Out Boy, as many listeners know, is my favorite band. Taylor Swift, as anyone who's ever existed knows, is my favorite artist. <laughs> Fall Out Boy and Taylor Swift have a song coming out together next month, which oh. feels like a gift from the universe to me, so I'm just, like, impatiently waiting July 7th so that my whole world can be complete. Yeah. When I tell you I completely, like, lost my cool when I read that, I was like, Quentin, the track list got released for the next album, and he's like, cool, because he doesn't really care, but we're married, so you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm He's like, legally yeah, obligated this- to care. Exactly. So I'm sitting there and I'm reading it and I was like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. And he's like, what? And I was like, Quentin, one of these songs is with Fall Out Boy. And he's like, good one. And I was like, no, no, no. One of these songs is with Fall Out Boy. And he's like, damn, somebody loves you. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things I love about this song is the refrain is light them up, up, up. Light them up, 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 I'm on fire. Mm-hmm. I love the idea that, like, as soon as Cinder's arm drops, it's like, light them up, 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 light them yeah. up, up, up. Like, I just love it. But some of the lyrics do actually work really well. 
Be careful making wishes in the dark. Can't be sure where they've hit their mark. And besides, in the meantime, I'm dreaming of tearing you apart. I'm in the details with the devil, so now the world can never get on my level. I just got to get you out of the cage. I'm a young lover's rage. Beautiful. Be careful making wishes in the dark. Can't be sure where they've hit their mark. To me, this is a good representation of the darkness that Cinder feels right now without her cyborg um, power. She doesn't know for Mm -hmm. sure if it's a lie, but she kind of feels like it has to be true because why wouldn't it be a wolf when she doesn't know what happened to it? Mm -hmm. She's also trying to connect to all of these lunars so that she can... um, um, protect them with her gift and they're mm-hmm. just they're they're all a little bit out of her reach so she doesn't know if she's captured all of them or not mm-hmm. i'm dreaming of tearing you apart i mean that's this whole series is everybody just wants to rip each other to shreds yeah i'm in the details with the devil Nirvana's the devil we're mm-hmm. about to fight her you know it's it's it all kind of works in my opinion yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and like I said, I sometimes pick songs because I also think about, like, well, what would this sound like on a music soundtrack? So to me, if this were, like, a TV show and this scene were playing out and her arm dropped and you just hear, light them up, 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 light them yeah. up, up, Like, I think that would be just perfect. So, okay, so that's my song. What's your song choice for this one? I may pronounce this artist's name, and if so, I'm very sorry, but I'm really bad at this. Um, But it's Trouble by Valerie... Brossard, I hope. I think it's French, so I would say Bizarre. Okay, yeah. I'm yeah. going to go with you um, on that one, because I'm not sure. But, beautiful. Yeah. I'm glad you got it, because it. I'm bad with phonetics, you know what I mean? Okay. Like, so I'm a little, I struggle with names, unless I've heard it, then I can kind of mimic it, and I try to. Yeah. But if I'm trying to read it, and come up with, like, what it would sound like in my head, I'm right. really bad at that. I get that. Yeah, it's one okay. of those things that I would like to be better at. But anyways, um, that and finding with speaking Spanish. Listen, when I become a vampire, I have a I have many all the life time on. in the world, and I don't have to sleep anymore. <laughs> if I either become a vampire or win the lottery, my options of to do list. I got many lifetimes filled with uh, things I'm gonna do. While other vampires are making their millions, I'm learning Spanish. Right, and sign language. <laughs> and sign um, language. And okay, so Trouble by Valerie Broussard. Yeah. Um, so the thing I really like about this song is it's like pre-war, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like it's all of the amping you up right before a big battle in my head. Um, so like I'm just going to read like the first lyrics as if they're a poem. Because I get embarrassed, I think. I honestly can't even remember, like, the tempo unless I'm hearing it at the same time. For context, I am tone deaf, so... um, I did not know that. Yeah. I I just recently figured that out because I thought we were all lying when we said that you could tell the difference between pitches. I thought that was a little joke everybody was making. Um... And then I found out people actually can. I'm trying like, I so thought... hard not to laugh at because I adore you, but I'm just like, wait, what? I I thought everybody was just like joking around. Like I thought you like you know either like train for that or like people were just like, I don't. Okay, this is gonna make me kind of sound like an a hole, but I thought we were all like kind of just being like pompous a little bit. Like I thought. Maybe it was just, like, I a... don't know. I just thought it was a thing. I was like, trained I... for it, so that's probably why I I did 
choir and vocal lessons for most of my childhood, so I have yeah. technically been trained for it, so that's probably why I know. Well, it also could, I just like, like the in... way that you said it, where you were just, like, like, the whole world was out to get you, like, everyone uh, was in on the joke on Rachel, <laughs> like. <laughs> so, like, for context, too, like, I also have some, like, auditory processing issues, so, like, it's very mm. difficult for me with music, because if they don't have, like, a high enough, if their vocals aren't separated out enough from the um sound like the background sound I can't hear Mm -hmm. what they're saying like it just it just sounds like sound so um yeah so there's like a whole like melting pot of problems for me here so I can't really remember what this sounds like enough for me to like try and like hum it a little bit so I'm just gonna read it like it's a poem and we'll just work I get that I like it (laughs) lyrics are poems yeah they're they're like right there but it's funny because it's like there's like the dashes out for the um what is that called the part you repeat in a song what is that called refrain Um, yeah so there's like dashes out and i don't know how that sounds (laughs) fair enough um but the first line of the song is we wear red so they don't see us bleed hundred dollar bills under our sleeves we intend not to sleep till we're dead drinking our palms right out of our heads and it just feels like the amping up pre-big battle like you're getting like really stressed out you already have every all your plans in place like you have your backup plans that's what that like let's do this yeah like everyone's a little stressed out and antsy nobody's sleeping because you know nobody's sleeping (laughs) prior to war like (laughs) i feel like you know that's like a big thing when there's battles where it's like okay we're all gonna take like a little rest evening before we go to war and everyone's like yeah no no, I'm not going to like, do I'm that. Like, I'm way too amped for this. Yeah. It's like Christmas morning, but, like, sadder. <laughs> yeah, instead of presents, you get dead bodies. Yeah. Yeah. What's the opposite of Christmas? Krampus? I don't know. Oh, what's the opposite of Santa is Krampus, yeah. 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 I don't know. There's, like, not an opposite holiday, I guess, but. There's, like, a, it's a more Eastern European thing. I don't, I don't think it's practiced a lot here in the, in the States, but, yeah. um. Yeah, but I think they turned it into a movie. Yeah, they did. Also, Katie Roberts has a really good short story about it. So if you like, oh, smut, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I'm my family is from Eastern Europe, so that's mm. kind of how I know about it. But yeah, my um, family's Slovakian. I could probably Google it, huh? My family's Slovakian. Okay, so you should know about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just I panicked for the opposite of Christmas, and all I could think about was him. So. With Krampus, that is the yeah. opposite of Christmas. Like instead of you, in, instead of getting presents, this like horned guy beats you and puts you in prison. With reeds. It's, he's kind of terrifying. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> um. But um, the other part I like is like the whole line where it's trouble coming in the dead of night, trouble making everything all right. It's in your blood. It's in your bones. You cannot sleep for you cannot sleep for. And then it's like trouble. Um. But. Yeah, it's like a whole song about revolutionaries, so I thought I like it fit it. well for this. Yeah. So Patreon members will get to vote on which song title wins the chapter. Let's talk about our quotes. So mine was, whatever Wolf had become, she had to believe he was still her ally. Yeah. Poor baby Wolf has been through enough, Marissa. It's enough. He has yeah. suffered enough. You did it. We know the world is a terrible place. <laughs> Leave that boy alone. 
Can they just not get a couple of minutes, just the two of Scar right, and Wolf like, just together? Leave that boy alone. <laughs> Let him enjoy a tomato sandwich and tomato soup with his right. girlfriend. Like, it's like you're raised in poverty, and and then you get kidnapped, and then you're forced to like murder people. And yeah. then you, your little brother is also forced to murder people. And then you and your brother have to fight and murder so that you don't have to fight each other. And then you're sent away from home to Earth mm-hmm. where you have to pretend to fight people, but you're still actually fighting them. And then you get mm-hmm. this one really pretty girl who's super nice to you. Yep. And then you get separated from her after murdering your brother. Then you watch your mother get murdered. And then you get kidnapped and turned into a mutant. Like, please leave this boy alone. <laughs> like, honestly, she's basically like, and then we glued more wolf skin right onto his body. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then I gave him, fa- like, his canines were sharp, so I decided fangs next. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he he had, like, big eyebrows, so I decided, like, <laughs> claws next. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what was your quote for this one? So, mine was, a hand slipped into hers. I go, offering one last moment of comfort. Because I just think we needed something sweet and nice. And I just wanted to, like, embody this beautiful moment prior to, like, everything getting turned on its head to being really stressful. Like, right before chaos, there comes Mm -hmm. the calm. So, in this chapter... All hell breaks loose. Yeah. End of chapter 82. Okay. Pretty so much. <laughs> this, is, this, this is my way of trying to explain what happens, okay? So, mm-hmm. Levana and Amory step out. Mutant Wolf is there. Levana is like, come at me, bitch. And Cinder's like, you got it. Yep. Then the civilians swarm each other. The Thomas try to take over all of the soldiers that Cinder has control of. Um, Cinder gets overpowered very quickly. She loses her hold on the citizens. And Levana just laughs and laughs and laughs because she's winning so easily. She tells Wolf, like, go get that bitch for me. Um, and I love Iko. Iko pops up out of nowhere and is like, hey, queenliness, over here, what up? Um... Wolf attacks Iko. Crest plays the video of Levana, and everybody sees that she's not pretty. Levana yeah. loses her sh- mm-hmm. Scarlet tries to shoot her. Levana runs back into the palace, and then chaotic fighting ensues. Whew, yeah. This is a chapter. And, uh, we also, this, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. And also, um, Iko tried to shoot Levana, but accidentally shot Wolf, and then Wolf's like... Yes, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Okay, so let's talk about a few things. Mm-hmm. Levana, or, um... Cinder gets overpowered so fast. Yeah. Like, the, like first of all, they should have discussed prior to, but obviously target the thaumaturges. The guards are basically puppets. Literally. We've established that. For four books, we've established that. Five, if you count Ferris. We've established mm-hmm. that. Obviously, you need to target the Thaumas. That mm-hmm. should have been discussed long before you got to this point. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about that. Two, how did she lose control 
so fast mm-hmm. when she's been working on her gift for weeks. Like, Lavana's even yeah. scared of her gift. Like, is it just to drive the plot forward? Because I feel like if she, I feel like she loses it a little too easily. Yeah, I I'll say this: I kind of don't hate that solely because I feel like in a lot of books we see that the main character having like worked on her power for like five minutes can suddenly be the best of the best. And I kind of yeah. like this moment of like Cinders had this power for like a couple months. Really, that's like, true. That's true. You know, and. And it says that, like, what really killed it was her her cyborg brain is broken. So it used to be that, like, she couldn't defend herself. Like, she relied very heavily on her cyborg brain, and she no longer Mm -hmm. has that. Yeah. Um, So so that is true. I just, it felt very quickly Cinder was like, I'm going to come get you. Just kidding. I can't do it. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. No, (laughs) I get that. I'm going to run away now. This is scary for a minute. <laughs> but isn't Cinder also like 16, right? Or... Yeah, she's 16. She's yeah. a big girl. Yeah. But she decided to take on the queen. That's a pretty grown-up thing to do. Yeah. Um, Lovana, like, I love Lovana's response to Cinder losing her control. Lovana is like, girl, I told you. <laughs> I told you. Lavana's like, LOL, smiley face. Lavana's <laughs> <laughs> like looking at all her friends like, what did I say? What did yeah. I say? What did I say was going to happen? I told you. I told all of you. Yeah. What is that picture? Is that me in this guy? Oh, they got my bad side. <laughs> She's this like, is the this is so great. This is so great. Wait a minute. <laughs> is that my picture? Oh my God, it's my picture. No, it's a video of when she, like, because without, the reason that Lavana is so insecure about this, this video being played is because she's mm-hmm. managed to hide these scars for so long that people forgot that she used to be called the ugly princess. Yeah. Um, to the point where, like, at one point in Ferris, um, Everett was like, why don't you just show the people who you really are? Maybe they'll find you strong. Mm-hmm. maybe they'll find you brave yeah and she still couldn't do it to the point where when she finally showed Everett what she really looked like like 10 years into their marriage he was like taken aback physically mm-hmm. because she, he had no reason to think of what she would look like right so the reason that she can't handle this is because the one or two times that someone has seen what she really looked like the reaction was very negative Mm-hmm. Um, which is actually a very good metaphor for, for deformities in our society and how yeah. um, much emphasis there is on physical appearance, which personally I think is too high of an emphasis, but that's a whole different thing. Um, but I, I, it's very interesting how quickly Lavana goes from like, ha ha to, oh my God, that's my face. Yeah. I, I like that uh, this is something that like I like that this is used in this story a lot. Like I like that their power can't be put onto television, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. It brings me like great it has joy. some limitations. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not all encompassing. I really like that that's how that works personally. Um yeah. and I like that they're able to use that to their advantage here. Mm-hmm. Cuz I, I think if this moment didn't happen, like, we would have lost Cinder here. 
Like, honestly. So fast, yeah. Yeah. Aiko comes out with what it reminded you of Not My Daughter, You Bitch, right? From yeah. Harry Potter. Yeah. Hey, queenliness! Mm-hmm. Um, so she comes out, she provides a distraction so Cinder can get away. She tries to shoot Lavana, but she actually hits Wolf instead. Mm-hmm. Um, so Wolf attacks her. And that's when the video plays. Like, right yeah. when Lavana could have everything she's ever wanted, that video plays. Perfect yeah. timing. Perfect um, timing. Perfect timing. Scarlet shoots the queen but misses. We gotta talk about Scarlet. I love Scarlet. I mm-hmm. adore Scarlet. She has never hit a target. No. like This entire <laughs> series, she's talking about knowing how to shoot a gun like half her life. And her mm-hmm. grams taught her how to shoot a gun. And she's like, I could shoot you in the head, Wolf, because your head is so big. She has never hit a target. She, like, she caught Isn't Avery she a in the leg. Girly, and, yeah, that's fair. But still, I'm like, why do you always miss? Like, <laughs> She's a clone trooper. Movies, move, uh, this uh, is uh, not sorry. a Marissa thing. This is a, this is a, a thing. Movies, TV shows, they all do it. Everyone mm-hmm. knows how to shoot, and yet no one ever actually hits their mark. I'm serious. Watch any heist movie, yeah. Uh, uh, any movie with like police officers, any war movie, TV shows with like detectives. Everyone is always shooting guns, and no one ever actually gets shot. It's the same with a car. They'll be mm-hmm. like driving away from each other, and they'll be like hand out the window shooting at the car, and no bullet mm-hmm. will actually hit the car. Like at some point, someone's actually going to get shot. It's just. Yeah. There's only so much space. Aim small, miss small concept because it's a whole big old person. That's like how I feel person. about fighting scenes too. Where it's like yes. they always seem to wait. <laughs> like send one like, person just, in at a time. Just like one person at a time. It's like Jackie Chan is really impressive, but maybe he wouldn't be if they weren't mm-hmm. like standing in a line. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but that's what it is. So anyways, that's not a Marissa thing. That's just like a pet peeve of mine overall. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the, the, that's where the chapter ends. Lavana retreats back into the palace and then just chaos. Yeah. Great chapter. Poor Aiko um, with her chest plate. Like, they have to have, like, 17 replaced. They need to leave Wolf and Aiko alone. Aiko has been trying to get a body for her whole life. She finally gets one in the last book. And then ever since she got her little escort droid body, it's just been, like, one attack after another, and it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. <laughs> like, just let this oh girl God. be pretty. Yeah, all she wants is to look nice, wear cute outfits, and you keep throwing right. mud on her. It's rude right. at this point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about chapter titles for this one. We have a Sumaya. We have a suggestion from Patreon member Sumaya for Revolution by the Score. Mm, um, mine was Hit Me With Your Best Shot by Pat Benatar. Yeah. I, like I love that Lavana comes out and, like, basically says, Hit Me With Your Best Shot. And then Cinder does. But it's not a bullet, it's a video. Yeah. That's pretty it's, much the only reason I chose this song. It's like, Hit Me With Your Best Shot. Like, I. I don't know. It felt, it felt like it worked. Um, so let's talk about your, your your song title for this one. Hit Me With Your Best Shot was my mom's favorite song. The whole reason I chose Glory by the score was just, like, the vibe. Like, it's all about, like, winning 
trying to like set a name for yourself trying to make it happen and I feel like like while she's not really caring that much about making a name for herself she's just trying to like hey spread the word I am uh princess Celine let's do this thing let's make it happen let's win and I think it's just a good vibe but very specifically from this song is the quote uh I'm a force that you will feel and I just think that's very good I like that yeah big Big shout out for the person who made the uh, Court of Silver Flames playlist, uh, Training with the Illyrian Warriors on <laughs> Spotify, because that has been my revolutionary playlist anytime I need a song. Love it! I love it! That's perfect! <laughs> yeah, I... We're just always overthrowing some regime. As we should. It's really the capitalist agenda at this point. Right? So okay. let's talk about your quote for this one, because I liked your analogy that you told me about with this one. Yeah, my quote was, uh, hey, your queenliness, over here, Cinder's eyes widened, I go, and, uh, the whole reason I picked it is just for the, um, Mrs. Weasley energy of, that's my daughter, you bitch, because that's what I felt like was happening. Like, she wasn't as aggressive with it, but that was the right. energy I was getting in the moment. I like the, I just love the friendship that the two of them have. Me too. Yeah. It's so beautiful. So my quote was very quick. His focus was on Scarlet. Anything <laughs> even remotely wolf led, I got I know this is like five words, but I'm like, look, Wolf still loves Scarlet, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh I was so stressed out the first time I listened to this chapter. <laughs> Cause I was like, they're done for, it's over. <laughs> like yeah. he's gone. I was so oh, mad. I love it. So, there were no Easter eggs in this chapter. The bonus word hair appeared four times. Next time, we are going to cover chapters 83 and 85. Please check out the Prince Kai FanPod Patreon because it has been totally revamped and there's lots of new tiers and rewards and stuff on there now. So, take a look at the perks and see if there's anything fun that you might like. Rachel, where can people find you and Barely Bookish Podcast if they would like to do so? Yeah, you can find me at Barely Bookish on TikTok, which I'm the most active on now, which is weird. Um, I don't fine. even have a TikTok. It's fair. I don't know. Pro- you I, can promote my podcast for me. Yeah, there I you go. I don't have a TikTok. <laughs> Anytime I write a blog post that even vaguely mentions uh, Lunar Chronicles, I always like, and also, if you really like Lunar Chronicles, oh, check I out. Oh, I love you. Yeah, so if you ever look at your referrers and there's like 17 things all from my website, that's why. Nice, thank you. That is very helpful. Yeah, I try, I try. Appreciate the friends. But um, yeah, I'm at Barely Bookish on everything. I have Instagram and TikTok and Twitter, technically. Um, I have a Facebook. Mine either. I know. Like, I'm, I'm trying to be better about it, but it's difficult. And then uh, if you want to listen to my other podcast, at Novel Nostalgia... Uh, wherever you get podcasts, it's uh, me and my friend Nova. We deep dive into all of our uh, childhood favorite books and talk about them now that we're adults. So that's fun. That's fun. I want to be on that one. Come on. Honestly, I was going to ask you actually after this episode. Yeah, you, what book, you can find the link for Rachel and her podcast in today's show notes along with our featured fan artist. Please follow the podcast and rate, review, and subscribe if you would like to show your support. You can also do so on patreon.com slash prince kai fine pod 
So thank you, Rachel, for being here. Thanks for having me. Keep reading, keep listening, and until next time, don't get glamoured. Bye! Bye! The chapters discussed today are from Winter by Marissa Meyer, and the audio clips were from Rebecca Solaire's performance of Winter, a Macmillan audiobook production. This podcast is hosted and produced by Bethany Finger, and today's special guest was Rachel from the Barely Bookish podcast. The intro-outro music was composed by Emma Pavo, and the logo art was created by Sunlit Tangles on Instagram. Thank you for listening. Thank you.